Welcome back to Treasure Talks. It's been a little while since I've recorded one of these. I've had a lot going on and I want to try and stay as consistent as possible, but this isn't the um, priority at the minute. I'm still blogging and I've got a lot of other things to do. But I managed to land an absolute brilliant podcast episode with John Venus. Now, if you're already a vegan or you've looked into it, you'll be aware of who that is. He's a YouTube star with over 350,000 subscribers. And in this one, we talk about how he went vegan. He gives advice to people on how you can transition into that diet. And also just general fitness and nutrition advice. Now, if you check him out, you'll know that you don't need meat to build muscle. Go on to treasuretalks.net, check out the links there and some of the show notes. You can skip into the parts that you want. You can also have a look at his social media and his website where he offers diet plans. But yeah, it's not all just about nutrition as well. We talk about how he became a YouTube success. And it's pretty interesting to see how somebody can take their fitness mentality and transfer that into work ethic. He also talks about it's okay to fail and the pressure that he puts on himself. Um, But rather than talk about it anymore, have a listen. Let me know what you think. Feel free to comment. Of course, you can listen to this on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the lot. Anyway, let's get into it. John, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate your time. Um, yeah, welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a pleasure, man. Yeah, it's um, it's brilliant to talk to you because you're somebody that I've watched for a while via YouTube and sort of grow your social media. And um, obviously, you're a big vegan advocate. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to ask a little bit about this. Where are you now then? Are you in Norway at the moment? Yeah, I uh, got to Norway like a week ago. So um, every other year, we kind of switch between where we spend Christmas, uh, you know, in terms of uh, each side of the family. So last year was Spain, where my parents live. And then this year, it's, uh, you know, my my girl or my wife's uh, parents uh, turn. So yeah, I'm here in Norway until until January. And it's very, very cold. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine it's not uh, too warm here either in uh, the UK. I was wondering because I've been following a lot of your journey, like I say, through videos on YouTube, but it seems like you're very well traveled. I couldn't work out where you're originally from. Um, have you, yeah. you, seem, you seem to have been in Spain, uh, the US as well. Yeah, yeah, that, that is definitely something that I haven't been able to work out myself either. <laughs> because, like, I've literally, uh, my, my whole childhood has just been uh, traveling uh, from country to country, from continent to continent. So I've uh, I've lived pretty much, you know, up, apart from Asia and Africa, like between South America, North America and Europe. I've been to many places. Uh, yeah, moved, moved school and houses, maybe, I don't know, like 15 times during my childhood. So I've been uh, pretty well traveled since I was a little kid. And I guess it's just become a part of my life. And I just I'm just continuing with the same lifestyle, I guess, because you know, I, I keep thinking that we're going to settle, but the older we get, the, the more we're traveling. So, yeah, I'm not, not too sure about the, like, if we're ever going to find a place to settle, like, you know, long term. I'm still hoping, though. Yeah, well, I think it's a good thing to travel from place to place. And obviously, your work allows you to do that with with YouTube and, and your online coaching. Um, so it's perfect, sure. isn't it? Yeah, no, 100%. I wouldn't have it any other way. And um, I'm, yeah, I'm super grateful and blessed to have this lifestyle. And and obviously, like, you know, there are always, uh, you know, downsides and, and upsides to everything. Um, but I have to say that I, I just don't think I could have lived another way. So, yeah, I guess I just manifested this lifestyle into existence. Yeah, that's awesome. That's kind of really what I'm trying to do here at Treasure Talks as well is, um help people learn how to work for themselves and, and remote. And uh, I just recently had a stint in Thailand where it's just amazing to be able to work from the laptop, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I want to go so more into, into that as well. But one thing I definitely wanted to talk about, especially with all this talk about game changers, and I'm hearing people now who I never thought would mention it, talk about potentially going vegan or plant-based or being a little bit more mindful with their decisions. So, mm-hmm. um Obviously, when I first turned to 
going plant-based and are really committed you were one of the faces there on instagram and and youtube that i saw how long have you been vegan now john yeah just coming up to five years too so yeah it's um half a decade <laughs> it just sounds a little bit more impressive than <laughs> yeah. you know, two years or, or three years so i've been looking forward to that five-year mark for a while um but yeah it's um yeah five years in uh february march more or less i think you have a lot of um images on your social media showing the kind of transformation when you were eating <laughs> meat quite graphic really some of them and so it, <laughs> yes. just, it, it just makes me think because I've got the same thing. I've got, you know, I, I remember when I was eating meat and if I'd spoke to myself then, there's no way I would have committed to a plant-based diet if you had asked me. Uh, what led you down that road? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I was exactly the same way, right? I uh, was the biggest meat eater ever. Uh, my family was uh, very big into barbecues, uh, two barbecues yeah. a week, always growing up for 18 years straight while I was living at home. And it's always, it, not only was it because of, you know, where my parents were from, but we just developed this, uh, you know, family tradition around the barbecues. Like it was a special time of the week where we all just uh you know sat together and had a good time and and just like kind of um expressed uh gratitude for each other and just love for each other and and the, the meat was just what bonded us together right so it was yeah. always a very very strong part of our family and that is always why i say to people like if i can go vegan like i am 100 percent sure that anyone can because i was literally you know the the last guy to to go like that people would imagine going vegan and uh when my brother first introduced me to the term veganism um i had never heard about it before I, i'd heard vegetarian but never vegan right so this was about seven years ago now um he just uh, announced to me and to, to to the family that he was going to like cut out all animal products he was going to cut out meat dairy eggs and just eat plants <laughs> and yeah, as you can imagine you know that was a big uh, turn off, a big shock. I was, yeah. you know, insult. Felt insulted. I felt he was insulting my family more more than you know myself, and I didn't enjoy that one bit. So I gave him a really hard time. Thought he was crazy. I would have preferred him, you know, say that he was a heroin addict, you know, homeless <laughs> or something. To be honest, um, so I, I reacted in a very bad way. Uh, but you know, it, it's because I saw it saw it as a as a rejection of our family, right? Like a rejection of our, you know, bonding time at the weekends and, and things and, and these things that we've always been doing before. So it was really emotional. And when it comes to food, things are super emotional, but, um, you know, he, he didn't really, you know, try to push veganism or a plant-based diet on, on us too much, a little bit more on, on my parents, but not on me because he knew better. <laughs> yeah. Um, so eventually my parents got on board with eating plant-based five times of the week and then they still had those two barbecues on the weekend. Um, and then, you know, after two years, uh, me and my wife, my girlfriend at the time, Catherine, we decided uh, out of our own initiative to watch uh, Earthlings, the documentary called Earthlings, which is basically a sort of a expose with like hidden cameras uh, in factory farms and these things really pixelated bad quality footage uh, probably from the 80s 90s or something like that uh and yeah that movie really you know got us to you know you know we're in shock after watching that and we just t told ourselves that you know we we kind of have to explore a different way of living now and um, now we kind of uh, really get it, you know, on the ethical side rather than the the uh, health side, because I didn't really relate to the health side of things, which was the reason why my brother went vegan. Um, so seeing the ethics and the, you know, the, just the uh, connecting with the animals that I was actually eating and and seeing that they were more intelligent, more social, more uh, more like my dog uh, than I ever expected, that really pushed me or pushed us over the edge and got us to go vegan uh, overnight, basically. That's an interesting perspective to come from as well. The fact that you already saw your brother start to incorporate veganism into his lifestyle. So you had, yeah. you were the one that had that emotional reaction. I'm sure yeah. that made it a little bit easier when you started to do the transition and then because you knew what you were going to be up against. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, like, you know, when I did the transition, um, 
you know, straight away. I just told my parents to watch Earthlings and they went vegan straight away as well. So like, you know, uh, all of a sudden my whole family was vegan when I turned vegan. And obviously my brother was super happy about that. And, um, you know, he also started watching, uh, you know, looking more into the ethics of things and, and became uh, also a vegan for the ethical side of things, not only for health. Um, so yeah, I like for our family, at least, um, you know, the, the ethical side of things was definitely, um, you know, the strongest selling point, so to speak, just the strongest reason to abstain from eating animals. Um, and yeah, it was, it was not a challenge at all. Like I, you know, I felt a lot of kind of, uh, I felt bad for all the, all the crap that I gave my brother over the years for sure yeah. after, you know, turning vegan myself. That's awesome though, that the whole family kind of took it that serious. And I had similar myself and I know it's a rare occurrence because you see people online and they say their only vegan friends are online, um, which is what's great yeah. about the internet. But I was fortunate as well to have friends and family sort of make that change. But you've got to remember, like you say, half a decade ago, how different it was to be vegan then to now. Now it's kind of cool and yeah. we're, we're seeing it break into the mainstream. But back then, I remember I first played about with it, you know, a good seven years ago. was, And I was like you, I didn't know the term for me. It was vegetarian <laughs> and, and everything was vegetarian. Yeah. Um, now we've got all these different names for it pescatarian vegan um but have you noticed that change as well in these last five oh, years massive change i mean like i literally i i didn't know what vegan veganism or the, the term vegan was five years ago or seven years ago sorry um and not only that but i i never heard of anyone you know or or saw anyone that was living this way at all uh when my brother decided to go vegan and at that point i think it truly was only a couple people on the internet you know talking about this stuff and this was definitely not something that um you know you could find uh you know in in the mainstream media or you know options at restaurants there was nothing like that um even even five years ago when i went vegan it was completely different like you're saying it was there was nothing, nothing in the in the in the grocery stores. Even in the UK, uh, I, I like there was a corn, which was mostly vegetarian and not even vegan. Yeah. And I couldn't see that many mock meats or you know vegan replacement or meat replacements or any, or dairy free products. And now it's just blown up over the last you know two or three years. Um, so yeah, like back then it was definitely, you know, I, a lot of people say that I went vegan for the money, for the fame, for whatever. And you know, literally. It would be the stupidest thing back then to go vegan um, for any of those things. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I can definitely see the huge, huge change. Yeah, you wouldn't have seen any of this coming, you know, all these years later. And back then, you'd have to take bananas and fruit, nuts everywhere, because you didn't know when yeah. you'd get caught short, would you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I remember those times, and I'm, I'm glad they're over. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much easier now. Who who are your or who were your inspirations at that time? Did you find anyone? I remember um, sort of scouring the internet and finding the likes of Torre Washington and Robert Cheek. Those are the only two guys that I really mm -hmm. saw um, that inspired me. You know, way yeah. back until eventually you and Nehemiah and guys like that came about. Mm -hmm. No, I wish I found Tori. And uh, I I always say in all my speeches when I do speeches at events that I never found a single example online. And I don't know, like, I don't know how I didn't come across Tori because he's been doing it for so long. So um, I don't know how it happened, but I just didn't find him. Um, so uh, and then I found Patrick Baboumian. But those uh, so the, he was the only example out there, but he wasn't really a bodybuilder or uh, he didn't have the, the type of physique that I was aiming for. Uh, but at least he gave me some confidence that, you know, you could at least be strong and and, uh, you know, put on, you know, body weight uh, as a vegan. So. Uh, it was definitely cool to see that. But other than that, like I, I was really, um, you know, jumpy into kind of unknown territory. Uh, you know, my brother, he, he didn't lift weights or anything. So I didn't, he was actually getting skinnier. So I was like kind of scared that I was yeah. going to disappear and lose all the muscle mass that I built over the last three years uh, prior to going vegan. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely wish I, I could have found Tori or, or people like that. Um, but I just, I I didn't. I, I only found um, uh, Patrick Baboumian and then Robert Cheek, which um, I, I thought was a great uh, source of information. However, uh, you know, because I, I had a, like my genetics and, and my build is a little bit different, I was already, you know, 
aiming to be a lot heavier than he was. Uh, so I, I didn't really know if, you know, it was possible to get to where I wanted to be. Um, but yeah, like nowadays there's so many examples on Instagram, on YouTube, on social media, so many people doing amazing things. And yeah, like nowadays I just don't see like, uh, I, I can't see any valid excuses not to experiment. Like obviously we, people will always question things and say that every single, you know, vegan person that has muscles is on steroids or they're cheating or they're eating meat on the down low. There are always going to be people that give excuses no matter how popular this movement becomes. But um, it's definitely way easier now and, and way like it's it's a lot easier to get confidence uh, from other people and inspiration from other people out there today. Yeah, we're not in the dark anymore. It's like you say, there's so yeah. many sources out there and whether people want to use like yourself and um, there's also a lot of websites and there's just there's so much out there now. Um, how much do you yeah. weigh, John? I was wondering that because you look huge as well in these in uh, online, and I just like people. Anyone who hasn't heard of you before is listening to this. I'd like them to check out your your Instagram and stuff because it is mm-hmm. great inspiration for people who may have those worries that you originally had about losing weight and and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm unsure about what my current body weight is because I just haven't had a scale at home for probably like yeah a long time like six months or something like that um but uh six months ago i was uh you know dealing with an injury i lost a lot of weight the muscle mass i was down to like 84 kilos which is the lowest i've weighed in like you know i don't know like seven years or something um but now i've kind of like built my muscle mass back up my weight is up again so i'm probably if i had to guess around 95 96 97 kilos um so 215 pounds more or less um i'd say i'm around there there you go it just goes to show doesn't it that you know you can still build muscle on a on a vegan diet Um, oh yeah for sure what is it that you notice that are the usual worries because not only do you do it yourself you also coach people online don't you is there anything in particular that you you hear newcomers worry about I mean, it's the same thing as always, right? It's the protein. Yeah. It's uh, just not getting enough of the essential nutrients to optimize your health or or to even survive. I mean, there's still a bunch of myths out there. And um, unfortunately, with the rise of veganism, there is also the rise of the anti-veganism and anti-plant-based movement. Um, and obviously, a lot of these people who are anti-plant-based and anti-vegan will say that you know, it's impossible to survive on a plant-based diet that you absolutely need animal products, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, it, it's always a, the same thing. Like you need, you know, animal protein, you need cholesterol, you need uh, saturated fat from, from animals, uh, you need, you know, the B12 from animals, these things that, um, you know, are pretty easy to kind of like refute uh but a lot of people just that you gotta understand that a lot of people just come from zero understanding about nutrition and healthy lifestyle and uh, you know we're not taught any of this in school um you know growing up and uh unless you're doing the research yourself you're never gonna find out about how to live a healthy lifestyle how to actually you know uh, get nutrients and, and proper nutrition from food so yeah, protein. I always tell people that, you know, it's never been a case of uh, protein uh, deficiency in the Western world. As long as you're getting enough calories, it's impossible to get protein deficient. Um, uh, and then, you know, with B12, uh, it's the case that, you know, we're living in a more modern civilization, whether it's because of the, you know, treatment of water or because we're not enough in the dirt or we're not, we're, we're eating unnatural things that, are processed in certain ways that make us not be able to uh, create a B12 in our gut. You know, whatever the case is, um, it, it seems to be that, you know, the modern way of living uh, does create issues for, uh, you know, uh, B12. So a lot of doctors and top health professionals recommend everyone, no matter if you're a vegan or a media, to get a B12 supplement. Now, obviously, if you're a vegan, uh, you're at a higher uh, risk for B12 deficiency. Uh, again, I know people uh, who never take B12 supplementation and they and they swear that you don't need to. Um, and I'm not willing to make that recommendation, but I'm also uh, I'm willing I'm, I'm open to the idea that, you know, if you're living a supernatural uh, lifestyle, that it is possible 
um, you know, to get the B12 through a natural way w uh, without supplementing. Um, and then when it comes to, you know, cholesterol and these things, you know, your body produces everything that it needs in terms of uh, cholesterol and creatine and these things that a lot of people worry about. So it's just about educating the people on, on, on basic nutrition. Like I don't consider myself an expert in anything. I'm just a person who's looking for the truth or, you know, trying to do the best that I can. And I share the knowledge that I learn along the way. Um, but you know, even without being an expert, I know the basics, right? And this is what people need to know. They need to know the basics so they can understand that you can live a very healthy lifestyle and be optimally healthy and build muscle or whatever you want on a fully plant-based diet without eating any animals products at all. Yeah. I'm glad you highlighted about B12 as well, just because it's not just vegans, um, who are deficient in that. And, uh, it's a bit of a wider yeah. problem than that, isn't it? Like 100%, you say. Yeah. Um, what's your day-to-day -day routine look like then in terms of nutrition? Um, obviously, you can't sit and, and give us everything, but just uh, <laughs> I, I see a lot of uh, of your memes come up that are really useful that sort of show what a day can look mm -hmm. like. The, the thing I struggled with initially was, um, and I mean, we're talking back when there wasn't as much uh, vegan options out there, I started losing weight and I struggled to put weight on anyway. Uh, that was one of the things yeah. for me is to just make sure that I'm having enough calories. Um, yeah. But yeah, have you got like a whole, uh, do you track calories? Do you do a, is there set things you have in your day or anything like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. So for me, I am a huge uh, believer in, you know, intuitive eating. And this is something that people need to get to gradually if you're new to a plant-based lifestyle, right? Um, but, you know, after a while, when you're used to, when you understand what types of foods have different, you know, calorie levels and, um, you know, amounts and, and how many people or how, how, how much calories are in, you know, nuts versus grains versus fruits and these things, when you understand what your body needs, uh, then it just becomes easy not to track ever or to, to pay attention to what you're eating. Uh, and, and it depends on the person as well. So I've always been a, a person with a large appetite, so I have never had a problem with putting on weight. Um, for me, it's kind of like, you know, I, it's easier for me to put on weight than to lose weight. So, um, but for a lot of people, it's the opposite. It's that they, they have a, they have a hard time putting on weight. Um, but as long as you're, you know, you're, you know, understand your body and you're choosing foods that, uh, you know, will get you to, you know, get you closer to your goal, whether it's losing weight or gaining weight, you just have to understand the caloric density and the, the nutrition, the, the nutrient density of the foods that you're eating. So. Uh, for people who, who want to gain weight, it's really important to focus more on, you know, cooked foods and, and you know, starches and grains and, and uh, legumes. So as long as you understand what your weight is, uh, or if you understand what your goal is, then, you know, obviously if you want to gain weight, you choose foods that are higher in calories. So cooked foods, uh, grains, legumes, nuts and seeds, uh, you know, blending things together to increase the caloric density instead of eating everything raw. Is super useful and if you want to lose weight it's the opposite right you know choosing less of the you know high fatty foods like nuts and seeds and then choosing more of the uh, like lower calorie foods like cruciferous vegetables um and these things right so it just depends uh what your goal is but again tracking calories is really useful especially if you're not used to eating any whole foods at all it's going to be super important to track your calories just to understand um that you know the caloric density of whole foods is way uh, lower than in processed junk food that a lot of people are eating nowadays. <clears throat> so it's really important to experiment. Um, but you know, like anything, it, it can be challenging in the beginning. But as you get the hang of it, it just becomes second nature. Like I'm sure you're not, you know, uh, you know, walking around and like worrying about what you're gonna, you know, eat uh, for the next meal and these things because you understand that there are so many options that will kind of provide you with the same amount of calories. And uh, it, it becomes second nature right after a while. So it's just a, like any new habit, you have to work at it until uh, it becomes second nature. Yeah, I think that's great advice as well. That's what I find is that it takes a little bit of time and the, the calorie watching can just literally be a little metric for now to judge, you know, where you're at. Because I think we've been there. There's been times when I've just, um, you know, I went calorie track for a while and then I'll go back and say, let's just see where I'm at at the minute. And I'll be like, oh, I best you know, uh, to try and uh, match up with my goals, either up the calories or, or put them down a little bit. 
Um, but yeah, it all becomes pretty simple, like we say, this day and age as well. Um, would you class yourself as um, a whole food, plant-based vegan? I mean, there's so many <laughs> different terms now. I don't even know if I keep up with them, but um, that's one of the ones, isn't it? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I promote whole foods and um, I think that it's super important to have the majority of the diet coming from whole foods. But I, you know, I don't categorize myself as a type of eater. You know, I, I don't find those labels to be too useful. And I think people take it to the extreme and, and they never touch anything that is processed. They never, you know, eat bread or eat tofu or, or pasta. And, and it becomes a little bit too monotonous and, and, and restricted maybe. And, uh, you know, it could lead to unhealthy behavior and, you know, perhaps eating disorders for people who are more um, susceptible to that. So for me, it, it, it's not even, I, I try to look at it as a, as a bigger picture kind of thing. Like, you know, do as, eat as much of the good stuff as possible, but don't be afraid of, of you know, eating some processed foods here and there. Um, and especially considering um, that not all processed foods are equally as bad. So some processed foods are actually, you know, not unhealthy at all. Uh, or so it seems like, you know, tofu, for example, is still processed, but it's, you know, one of my staples and I don't eat a ton of it every single day, but I do eat some of it every day almost. Um, and then pasta, you know, whole, whole wheat, you know, bread and, and these things are minimally processed, but they're still processed foods, right? But a lot of people just categorize, just lump all of the processed foods together, you know, just comparing, uh, you know, whole grain pasta to, to Oreos, for example, but, you know, it's completely different, right? Um, one thing has pretty much just one ingredient and the other thing has a, a list of 50 ingredients that you don't even uh, you're not able to pronounce so um, there's a big difference between processed foods as well but uh, like in general I always recommend people to instead of focusing on restricting and you know removing it's just about adding right adding more healthy whole plant foods into your diet rather than trying to remove uh, everything else that way it's more of a, um, an abundance mindset rather than a you know a, a restricted yeah there's only so long it can last once you start saying i can't have this i can't have that um a lot the focus to be on what you can have as well and as you said with your parents going plant-based for five days now that's a huge change um for everybody they might not find it realistic to go 100 percent straight away they may um it may just be a few meals that that they add in um because i think in this day and age as well um sort of the social media era was seeing people look for perfection and I, I feel that maybe that might be the problem with this ex-vegan movement that's going on personally that's what I think I mean it's a it's a broad subject but uh d d what's your thoughts on that that's something that I've been looking forward to asking you just to I've heard you talk a little bit about it on your videos and there's been a few debates um yeah, I mean, perfectionism is like, <laughs> it's like my number one enemy. I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to just really hammer home the idea that perfectionism or the, the idea of, of achieving a perfect lifestyle or, or a, you know, perfectly ethical way of living or a perfectly healthy way of living is just not realistic and it's not even possible and it's, it's super unhealthy to think in that way. So I'm, I'm always trying to let people know that it's about, you know, progression it's not about perfection it's about doing your best and not beating yourself up when you mess up because we all mess up at some point and it's it's just about you know putting you know the next foot forward and and uh getting back up and doing your best and not you know judging yourself too hard uh when you mess up i think a lot of people you know aim for this perfect lifestyle and then when they mess up once they feel so bad that, you know, they, they turned a completely opposite direction. Like you're seeing a lot of these vegans turning carnivore. Like, you know, in, in what world does it make sense for a person who is uh, vegan for the animals and, uh, you know, for the planet to all of a sudden just, you know, mess up and then decide to go full-blown carnivore and eat nothing but animals, you know. It, but this is the age that we're living in. Like, this is the, the perfectionism mentality that I'm, uh, talking about this is the the all or nothing thing like this is it, it's super unhealthy to think in that way I, I don't know what what's causing it obviously <clears throat> it could be a lot of different reasons and it's a like you're saying it's a very broad subject that we can discuss for hours but um it, it's just something that i just try to talk so much about um it's just not something that you know we we should try to aim for 
And um, I, I just believe that uh, the, the more we can embrace people that are trying to do good and are trying to, you know, reduce their consumption of animal products and, and are doing like my parents did, like eating plant-based five times a week, the more we can praise these people, the more we can accept that people, you know, fail and mess up and, you know, they, they you know, go back to eating animal products for whatever reason for a little time. Like, the more we can accept that things don't have to be 100% perfect, the, the faster we can progress as a human species and, and get to a point where we we can all, you know, get to a place where <laughs> there, there are not, not that this amount of crazy conflict going on around. It's, it's all about, you know, trying to, uh, trying to approach everything, every situation with, with love and compassion and empathy. Um, and what's funny is that a lot of vegans, unfortunately, because they have this perfectionism mentality, uh, they will, you know, think that they think that they're applying this compassion and empathy uh, towards you know, to, to the world, but a lot of times they're doing the opposite and pushing people further away from trying this, this lifestyle. So yeah, it's just something that I've, I've been trying to work on and, uh, trying to promote, uh, you know, maybe very subtly in, in, in my videos, but, uh, because a lot of people, you know, you know, you can't just tell someone to stop thinking black and white, to stop thinking in an extreme way. Like you have to kind of open people's minds in a, in a subtle way and, and just like kind of provoke new thoughts in people. And that's what I try to do. Just like, you know, use psychology, I guess, so, or whatever, like I, as much as I personally can, I'm no psychologist or, or psychiatrist or anything, but I just try to use this little mind, like little mind tricks on people um, just to get people to think in, in different ways. Yeah. Just by basically provoking for, and then um, same similar way that I went vegan, um, was to you you had your brother go vegan my cousin went vegan and for me it just altered my mindset a bit and then I did the rest I went and looked at it um because if someone said to me you know <laughs> that you have to do this there's no way I would be sitting here talking like this now I don't think I would have went for it um but we are seeing like a lot of labels and I think that's probably why we're seeing perfection and obviously with being able to portray a certain lifestyle to people and not live it um is probably another one do you think that these ex-vegans uh, obviously generally speaking but they're going a little bit too extreme because the ones that i've seen um tim she for example and i do i do find him a big inspiration in a lot that he does in terms of his training and and when he was vegan and um i still listen now because i'm open to to other sides but do you think I saw him go from extreme to extreme? Do you think that's one of the reasons we're seeing uh, not many? It's still a small percentage, but some people go back. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about Tim because, uh, to my knowledge, he didn't go full carnivore or anything like that. I think he just ate animal. Like I'm not sure what his case is, yeah. and uh, I'm sure I'll be able to, you know, ask him these questions at some point. Um, but yeah, I've observed other people who, like I said before, just <laughs> did a complete 180 and, and went full carnivore and um you know a lot of times i do see that uh, some of these people are very um specific in their way of eating as as vegans so a lot of the times it'll be um you know raw vegans or yeah. or fruitarians and i'm not saying that it's impossible to live a a healthy um you know both physically and mental mentally you know lifestyle on a raw vegan diet or a fruitarian diet i'm just saying that a lot of you know those lifestyles <clears throat> or those w w uh, eating patterns attract a certain um, kind of person, and a lot of times uh, it just leads to this. Yeah, it just it, it just makes it seem like a lot of people in the fruitarian and raw vegan movement are just very extreme and and very like aggressive and anti cooked foods, and you know they, they have a very they have very strong opinions about things, right? Um, yeah, that's that's what I feel. feel. Yeah. So I'm not sure, like, you know, why, you know, why these people who go ex-vegan are, are, you know, come from these more extreme eating habits. But uh, it's also true that a lot of people quit uh, and claim that, that they didn't do well on a, you know, whole food plant-based diet. And, and some people say they tried everything under the sun and they, they tried absolutely every way of eating. And it's like, it, it's really hard for me to believe that because obviously... You know, I, I, I believe that, you know, you man like your your brain 
finds a way to like if you deep down for some reason you really want to eat animal products because of social pressure or or maybe your spouse or you're your, like whatever it, the reason is someone around you uh or the the community around you is you know living a different way to you there are so many justifications that you can make to yourself to you know want to move away from veganism and, and back and move back into the to the tribe and and be part of society again in, in a different way um and then you know maybe some people just miss the, the taste of meats too much and and they just justify uh going back to eating meat by you know actually you know thinking their way into physical symptoms you know um so there, there are a lot of like different reasons why someone could be quitting a vegan lifestyle and there are also a lot of different reasons why someone would actually feel symptoms uh from eating their vegan diet and uh, as i always tell people a vegan or a plant-based diet doesn't mean anything it really doesn't mean anything it just means that you're not eating animal products um it could mean that you're eating sweet potato fries and um you know burger king you know impossible whoppers all day and and that's it you know so yeah that, it, we really yeah. have to be we really have to understand that you know, it doesn't help looking at someone online, a, a personality with a million followers and, and think that just because they have a certain amount of followers that they know uh, what they're doing. And it also doesn't help to eat exactly the way that someone else is doing just because uh, they seem to be thriving on it. It doesn't mean that you're going to be thriving on it because we're all different. We all need different, um, you know, uh, ratios of different foods. Some people do much better on a high fat diet. Some people do uh, much better on a low fat diet and um, people need you know more protein than others so it's it's something that we have to kind of you know experiment with we have to do what's best for us not not what someone else is doing yeah and that can be done safely nowadays like you say so many different sources out there to uh to use for help um but also like you say just um finding what works for you basically then yeah, 100%. I, I believe in uh, individualization for sure. I mean, if you're going to do a, a short fat loss program and, and, you know, you're buying a meal plan from me, then, you know, like, you know, within a four to eight week period, you don't you know necessarily need to figure everything out. But, you know, when you're thinking very, very long term, then you have to figure out certain things and, and know how your body uh, feels best on different foods. And just you know, keep working on it because um, you know things change as well with age. For example, you need more protein, uh, and um, you know you obviously need to be more careful with processed foods and and sugar and oils and these things. So things keep changing as well as you age. So even if you find something that works for you currently, it doesn't mean that it's going to work for you forever. Um, I've just got a couple more questions on this subject, but I was just wondering if um, you you came across any issues in in terms of like social circles i'm not sure if you if you drink on that as well but um for me i do sometimes struggle in uh social situations or used to uh you know with being vegan and being different and and not really drinking too often yeah so for me uh yeah so so as i said in the beginning of the video i've always lived a very unusual life and i've always been the outsider i've always been the new kid i've always been you know the you know the person that is different so for me i've never struggled with that because that has been you know that's always been my norm right so I, i've been lucky in that sense um uh it, it's always been something that i've i feel super comfortable with in terms of being different and doing things differently and not giving a shit about what other people think of me so I, I do attribute that a lot to my upbringing and my circumstances growing up. Um, but yeah, like I, I've never had any issues with that now because like, you know, I, I, again, you know, I, people make fun of me and, you know, I'll make fun of them back and it's just like, you know, a laugh. I don't take things personally. But again, this is something that a lot of people are super, super uncomfortable with. And again, it's, it is, I would have to argue, it, it is you know, even more important than you know planning your nutrition is to have a uh you know a support system um of you know people who are actually in support of you know your lifestyle choices i think that is the most important thing and it's a top uh thing that makes people fail on a vegan diet in my opinion and in my experience talking to a lot of clients and a lot of people and you know having conversations it's always the social aspect even you know though people will blame health and whatever um a lot of times deep down they know that it's uh, mostly because of the social side of things 
So it's definitely a big issue. And again, that comes back to being accepting of each other, being empathetic, being compassionate. And, um, you know, unfortunately, that is not the world that we live in. People will make fun of you. People will uh, gang up on you and, and uh, bully. And this is just how it works. And um, obviously, I, even more than veganism and promoting this lifestyle, that is what I want to do. It just get people to stop judging and, and stop, um, you know, using, you know, <laughs> negativity to to boost themselves up and, and bring people down. Yeah, because we have got people not just in this movement, in in all movements and especially on YouTube. Um, I feel like everyone's got their own role, haven't they? Um, you know, some people sort of uh, advocate the, the health side of it. Some people will talk more about the animals. Um, but then we also do see some YouTubers uh, mentioning no names that do go with a little bit more of a negative stint, uh, like you say, making fun and stuff. Thankfully, you've got thick skin and it doesn't it doesn't bother you too much uh but you, I, I guess you have to be like that don't you being a a, a youtuber anyway yeah uh, i mean yeah you don't have like i know many youtubers who don't and they struggle and they have mental health issues and and they are depressed and you know so um i, I guess yeah if, if you want to be you know all time and and stay around for life and and make a a huge career out of it or 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 a lifestyle out of it, yeah, for sure you need um, to have super thick skin and, and that kind of stuff. But it's definitely not the case. I think the majority of people, even you know, celebrities and, and influencers, the majority, the vast majority of them are, uh, they, they let hate and criticism uh, get to them. And you know, that is why we see celebrities killing themselves and, and overdosing and, and uh, influencers and YouTubers quitting social media and these things. It's because they just can't handle yeah, and I can see why. Um, when I originally had uh, the Instagrams now Treasure Talks and part of the podcast, but it used to be um, vegan athletes and we'd post a bit of fitness uh, motivation and that kind of thing. And you would see like the, the odd negative comment that you just have to ignore. But when it first happens to you, you're a little bit, why, why is that happening? Why are they saying that? Um, not even to get too knocked by it, but just because you wouldn't do it yourself you don't understand the mentality of that um do you do, do you get much i don't suppose you get too much hate but do you look at those comments and um take any of that on board or is do you have a system where you don't read the comments or you don't take it on yeah. board or you just don't take just it personal like, like you said um mm -hmm. i mean i so so i <sighs> I get like I've never taken anything personally like I've never let any negative comments affect me and I do read as many comments as possible I try to reply to as many private messages as possible I, I really do um, and I've and, and the more I do the, the better you get you know at least like uh, for me it's I've never felt anything personally when people say anything bad about me I've never cared um, but you know I do remember when people started saying mean things about uh, or, or like my when my son was born, for example, um, when they were attacking, uh, you know, saying you know horrible things about my son and and my wife, and I remember, you know, being slightly triggered uh, in the beginning, but then I just you know observed that you know <laughs> triggering uh, emotional reaction in myself, and I tried to practice by looking for more of these comments and practicing, uh, you know, my reaction to those comments, um, if that makes sense. So. You kind of train yourself to uh, accept these comments, accept that people will say bad things about you, about your wife, about your closest families, uh, and there is no limit to how bad <laughs> of, of an insult you're, you're going to get your way. Like people say the most brutal stuff. Um, so I wouldn't say I, I've ever, you know, felt super angry about even like people talking, you know, horrible things about my wife or, or my son. Uh, but I did definitely feel something, which is more than, you know, uh, when people attack me personally. Um, but then again, I use that as a way to improve myself and, and develop as a person and, and just look at things from from a objective perspective and just realize that other people's opinions don't matter because, you know, they, they don't have context. They don't know you. They are not your family. Um, it would be different if, if my mom were to say that I'm you know, the, the worst person on the planet because yeah. she knows me very well. Uh, but, you know, when you realize that these people just 
are just you know maybe struggling with with stuff themselves and and they have no idea what they're talking about then it's kind of hard for me to take anything personally yeah it always sounds pretty cheesy when people say it's a reflection of themselves but i really do believe that if someone's um got that in them where they're gonna like you say talk about your wife and son then it's about them not you and just it's it's unbelievable that you get that and that you have to kind of train yourself through that but then i guess we have to look at the positive that if it wasn't for you know online and these platforms we wouldn't be doing this now um but that that's really interesting that you have to well you kind of look through the comments to sort of get rid of that shock and that trigger feeling yeah (laughs) yeah and i'm not saying that this is what everyone has to do because uh i'm not sure everyone operates in the same way yeah Uh, it's just something that works for me personally um and i think you know at the end of the day everyone has to get to that point somehow um where you know you're not you know afraid of other people's judgment of of you and uh like how you get there is is up to everyone to find out because everyone thinks in a different way um but i do believe that everyone you know if you want to get to a place where you're 100 percent confident in yourself as a human being uh and you know if you want to be 100 percent happy as a person you have to get to the point where you don't you you actually don't care about other people's yeah like you said it's a it's more about the people who you actually care about and then their opinions when you've when you first started with YouTube, could you even imagine that you'd be in this position now? Is it something like 360,000 subscribers that you've got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly. <laughs> I haven't been too consistent on YouTube uh, for the past year and a half since my son was born. Yeah. Been more on Instagram and growing that platform. Uh, but YouTube has always been my, my baby. It's always you know been my main platform, so I'm definitely... Uh, looking forward to the point where I can say that it's you know where I'm spending the majority of my efforts in again um, but yeah like I mean I, I consider myself a pretty ambitious person so like you know obviously when I start something I made a promise to myself when I was 17 um, I used to quit a lot of sports uh, I would get good at something and then I would quit because I wasn't the best um, so I made myself a promise that you know whenever I embark on a new journey I have to be certain that I want it and I'm never going to quit after starting again. So uh, that was a promise I made when I was 18. And um, uh, like, you know, a couple of years later, I made a promise that I would never, you know, stop doing my best to develop a healthy looking and strong physique. So, you know, I have been lifting now for eight or almost nine years, uh, almost every single day. And I don't see myself ever giving that up because, again, it was a promise. So, you know, when I started YouTube, it was kind of similar, like, you know, okay, I'm going to put myself out there to the world and this is the life that I'm choosing. And obviously I can change my mind if it makes sense in the future, but, you know, I'm going to go into this as if, uh, you know, it's going to be my entire life and I'm going to put my whole heart into it and, and all my efforts. So um, I do believe in myself. So I did, uh, and I, I, I don't even think I've ever, I, I've even started at this point. I think I'm still, <laughs> I still think I'm going to get way, way bigger and more, um, influential, so to speak, than I am right now, like, you know, way, way more. Um, so I, I still consider myself in the infancy stages. Uh, but yeah, like I've always believed in myself and I know that I'm gonna, you know, do, you know, big things in terms of helping others and, and that kind of stuff. So I've, I've always had that belief. So, yeah, like, you know, if anything, I, I was expecting to be more influential than I am right now. <laughs> well, that's good to hear that you actually speak that out loud and you set your goals that high. Around that, because sometimes when you go that extreme and you don't meet your own expectations, you become depressed or you, you know, you, you beat yourself up. So the, the new system that I developed uh, years ago was, you know, aim for the best, be as ambitious as you want, but also be okay with failure, you know, also be 100% in peace that, you know, if you give give it your all and it doesn't work out, that's the best you've, you've got and, and it, there's no shame in it and I have to be okay with that. So that is definitely something that has helped me a lot to counteract that crazy, um, you know, ambitious way of thinking. Have there been a lot of times where you've just had to say, right, I'm going to stay consistent because you wasn't seeing results at first because I think some people think you click your fingers or one video goes viral and and that's it. But this is a real, you know, full-time job, if not more, where you're you're putting a lot into it. Yeah. 
a hundred percent. And I, I, I think I'm still getting there. Like I think every single week that goes by, I'm like, okay, I need to you know, be a little bit more consistent here. So like, I, I don't see myself as a, as a person who has anything figured out at all. I'm still trying to improve every single day. And, you know, personal development is like my biggest passion and, and like something that I take extremely seriously. So I just, I don't think that there is a, there is a, you know, a end to this, you know, it's just ongoing and you just keep improving. Um, as much as you can every single day um, but again without letting it you know make you unhappy or unfulfilled or or uh, miserable and and you know develop unhealthy you know thinking patterns yeah I love that that how I don't know if you notice it but it's got that crossover we've gone from nutrition to business but there are, there are those crossovers of having a healthy balance isn't they and and other things that you learn in one that you can transfer and, and use in the other I think oh 100 percent yeah I think yeah it's all connected in my opinion I think mindset is is everything like you apply that to all areas yeah definitely um so what are your aims going forward with like you say you're not spending as much time on YouTube and I've noticed you've got your own uh you've got the podcast and you've got um your online coaching uh are you staying on those paths um, for the foreseeable future just setting bigger goals yeah um you know my goal is always you know just reaching as many people as possible and you know <laughs> believe it or not like i consider myself super lazy and I, I i don't think i'm putting in enough effort um so you know i my goal is always to you know just put a little bit more effort into these things and and do a little bit better and with the end goal of of helping as many as possible right and and you know, helping, you know, the environment and, and the animals and and human health, basically. And it's just about scaling, right, and reaching more and more people. And for me, it's, it's like, in terms of platforms, yeah, like, I'll, I'll use any platform that I think is going to be beneficial for me uh, personally to reach more people. Uh, I love, like, I, I wish I had a big podcast because I, I could talk for, for hours and, and do it every single day. Um, but it, I, I just haven't gotten into the to, into the routine of it, and I've also not figured out the algorithm and then you know how to actually grow, grow a pro, uh, podcasting platform. Um, but uh, it is definitely something that I I you know am passionate about, just talking um, like a regular human being rather than producing videos or um, you know uploading beautiful pictures and things. I think there is a realness and a rawness to podcasting that um, you know I've been a podcast consumer since. I don't know. Like, I didn't know anyone who listened to podcasts when I listened to them. You know, I, I, I've been on it since I was like nine, like twenty or something like that, nineteen. Or uh, I've been listening to podcasts for a decade, um, and it's just something that that has helped me personally. So, you know, it 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 would be a goal of mine to, uh, you know, help people the same way that podcasting has helped me in the past. Um, so definitely, podcasting is something that I want to get into. Uh, I just have to figure out how to do it. Um, and right now, I'm not reaching enough people to make it worth my time to put all my effort into it. But maybe, you know, it, that is what is required for it to grow, right? So it's one of those things that I have to experiment with. Uh, and then YouTube and, and Instagram. And who knows, like, maybe if TikTok becomes big, you know, who knows if I'm going to do more stuff there. Um, um, but, yeah, I'm just following where wherever the, uh, the, the, the the hottest social media uh, platforms are going, uh, I'll be there, basically. Yeah, I look forward to, to keeping track of the podcast. I've seen a bit with you and your brother, like I say, but uh, I do love them as well because the longer form of media is you get to really know someone that way um, because so many things can be misconstrued. You can say one thing and then, uh, you know, through a caption or short video, but you actually get the context of something, don't you, through a podcast. So I definitely prefer that. Yeah, 100%. And um, yeah, that that is why I love it so much. It's it's much more human. It's a much more real reflection of what a person is like. And, you know, I love it. They're not too, like you say, they're not too easy to grow. Um, and there's there's many facets to it. It seems like so much to, to take care of. Um, but yeah, uh, do, do you... How do I'm interested in this because I work for myself and I'm always setting myself different goals. I, I go from, uh, like we're saying, the crossover is for my whole routine. It's uh, I do the cold shower in the morning and then I 
write things down on my whiteboard. I've got all these different things that I keep trying and ways to meet my goals. Have you got anything like that? Because I'm surprised to hear that you think you're actually lazy. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought you'd say that, uh, especially with how much you do and how many videos I see go out and, and post and, and all the rest of it. Uh, yeah. Um, so, so I, yeah, I, I've never been a organ, like I'm the most disorganized person, uh, you'll meet. Like I've, I've always done really badly in school, always got bad grades. I even had to repeat a year because I, my grades were so bad. Um, so I've really struggled with organization, but, um, I do, you know, I, I do figure out systems that, you know, uh, that cover my weaknesses, right? So organization is my weakness so i hire a person full-time to take care of that um you know and and when it comes to daily routines to set myself up for success as long as i'm doing a couple of things every day which is spend time with my wife uh you know going for a walk with her um spend time playing with my kid and you know getting my gym session in as long as as those three things are covered uh the rest of the time i can you know usually i just spend uh um, you know, uh, producing content, uh, coming up with ideas, maybe listening to uh, audiobooks or educating myself on a certain topic. Um, so I don't have like a fixed schedule. Like I'll, like even now with the baby, like you know, <laughs> I try to do a, a fixed schedule for something because I know that it's beneficial for productivity and that kind of stuff. But you know, <laughs> you know, babies don't really follow a, like a fixed schedule a lot of times and. And uh, it's been really hard to to set something fixed up with them, um, so I'm just you know take like just improvising as I go along. And I, to be honest, I've always done that. In even in the gym, I've never ever followed a plan uh, for the gym. That's how uh, you know my brain works in a very different way. So I, I go to the gym and I just improvise like straight away. And I've I think out of the nine years I've lifted, uh, you know six times a week, an hour and a half a day. Um, I probably only followed a plan for maybe two weeks out of those nine years or something. And I found it so boring after two weeks that I had to stop. So I just, I feel comfortable in a more chaotic kind of schedule way of living and thinking. I don't know. It's just how I work personally. It's a bit different for like from other people, I think. No, that, that resonates with me. And I think that way it keeps things a little bit interesting. You can easily get bored otherwise, can't you? And like you say, if you want to stay consistent with something, uh, the last thing you want is to get bored of it and then and then not do it, not go to the gym or not stick to it. I mean, a, a lot of people just ask me, like, you know, what's the best training routine? Like, you know, what's the best thing? And I, it's always the same answer. It's whatever you can stick to the longest. Have you got any physical hobbies that sort of uh, instead of training, you might do those or anything? Just walking. Uh, so I think it was about three years ago, me and my wife kind of set a goal of walking, you know, every single day. And that has kind of been, uh, you know, our bonding time. And we've been doing that, you know, almost every single day for the last three years. And, you know, this is the these last two, three weeks has been like the first time in those last three years that we haven't really been able to do it every single day. Um, you know, the weather here has been <laughs> really bad. Um, but, you know, they're always uh, clothes <laughs> to, yeah. to wear. So it was it's just an excuse. But uh, yeah, it's it, it, apart from like the actual gym session um, and walking. Sometimes when I'm here in Norway in the village, I'll do a couple of uh, soccer or football trainings uh, a week um, just because it's fun. I've, I've always enjoyed playing football. So, yeah, I do that when I can, but, you know, it's not very often at all. So apart from that, not really, man. I, I don't really have any, any other hobbies apart from, um, yeah, training in the gym and um, going for walks. Brilliant. Uh, I think walks are underrated as well, um, especially if you get out in nature and do it. It's just that for me as well has helped improve my productivity, just getting out, walking. Okay. Uh, you always so feel good after, good don't you? Yeah, so important. And even, you know, uh, like, especially if you have access to sunshine, it's even more, it's like double beneficial, right? You're getting, you know, natural vitamin D and, um, you know, which is a natural, you know, it's a, it's a hormone, right? So it boosts your mood, it boosts your mental health. And yeah, it's amazing just to spend time outside. Yeah, we don't know about that here at the minute. <laughs> I have to wait a few months, but I'm sure it'll come back in the summer. I'll have to get away. But uh, John, I, I just want to say this has been brilliant. I've really enjoyed it because 
uh, we've tackled veganism and, and routine and stuff and this is just in line with everything that I talk about here usually so really appreciate your time and uh, and talking to me just before going I'd love to ask you um, I, I know you've pretty much done it there anyway but just to kind of bullet point what advice would you give to new vegans because I'm having people text me now and say they've watched Game Changers and they're ready to make that decision to to go vegan so just in a short sort of snippet <laughs> put you on the uh, uh under pressure a bit but yeah what would you what advice would you give them yeah the, the most important thing is to know yourself know how you operate if you know that you have the knowledge to go fully plant-based and thrive on it and not have a problem then go for it but if you know that you have no idea what you're doing and you know that you know your lifestyle is very different from where you want it to be then I would say take it slow, you know, uh, gradually improve rather than trying to do everything at once because that is one sure way to fail if you just overwhelm yourself. So just take it easy, go at your own pace, don't feel pressure uh, from yourself or, your, or from your vegan friends or anything like that. Just go at your own pace, know yourself, and just keep making improvements until you feel 100% confident to make the full jump and, and switch to a fully plant-based lifestyle. And uh, again, like I said before, don't judge yourself uh, if you have hiccups or or uh, setbacks. It's all part of the process. It's important to to fail because, you know. Awesome, brilliant. Um, where can people find you, John, um, for your online coaching and social media, YouTube? Coaching and meal plans and these things. It's just johnvenus.com, um, and then John Venus on <clears throat> Instagram, John Venus on Facebook, John Venus on YouTube. Uh, just search my name and it should pop brilliant thanks a lot thanks to everybody who's listening um i urge you to go and check out john's social media and uh i'll speak to you on the next one